Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. Check out this episode. If you're a first-time listener, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy this episode, leave us a five-star review. Today's episode is with Kyle Jones, who's the co-founder and COO of iCryo Franchise Systems. He's a former college athlete and a professional bodybuilder, and his passion in entrepreneurship and business ownership is what led him to start the iCryo franchise, which opened back in Houston, Texas in 2015. He's hit 150 sold territories. It's one of the largest, fastest growing cryotherapy businesses in the country. We're going to be talking about his story and what caused him to find this niche and how they've been able to grow it as quickly as possible into something that's pretty, pretty amazing. So we'll be talking more about it in this episode. Stay tuned. Here comes your good advice. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. One of my favorite things about this show is talking origin stories and how people go on to build not just like the random business in someone's garage, but like an international franchise. How do you take an idea and build it into something that's not just great, but other people think it's great? In fact, it's not just something that other people like, it's something that actually has sustainability and traction to it to where... Maybe you could even have over 200 locations of your awesome business idea. Well, that's what we're talking about today. We're sitting down with Kyle Jones, who's the co-founder and COO of iCryo Franchise Systems. He's a former college athlete. He's a professional bodybuilder. And we're going to be talking about iCryo and really how this came about and what's made it an international franchise today. Kyle, it's great to have you on the show. It's great to be on the show, Blake, man. I, I love uh, chatting about the iCrowd story, and I get questions all the time about, you know, where did it come from, where the idea spawned off from, how did you get introduced to Cryo, and it's every single day is a rewarding feeling for me because it when I took that leap of faith, uh, and I'll we'll, we'll get into that here in a minute, uh, it was definitely one of those, you know, take a right turn or a left turn in life, and I took, I guess, the right turn, so... <laughs> Well, I was reading about your business and I mean, literally the whole time I was like, wow, this is so interesting. W what the heck is cryo? <laughs> so that, that is definitely the most common question. Uh, cryotherapy is a form of recovery mentally and physically. Uh, the body reaches uh, sub-zero temperatures and alters the skin temperature to the point of where it does one of two things. So it either hits a fight and flight response. So it, it hits that uh, sympathetic nervous system and you're triggered in a flight or fight response, or it does the exact opposite. Um, and it hits the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest and digest. Um, so we hit that fight or flight response when we wake up in the morning. That's what our body uh, responds to, right? That's how you wake up and you get moving. Um, when we go to sleep, when we fall asleep, it's the exact opposite. So your body's central nervous system hits that uh, rest and digest response, and it allows your body, your mind, everything to shut down for active recovery. So um, it's pretty interesting to, to find a piece of equipment that has honestly just been accelerated over the last 40 years. Uh, it originated in Japan, 
um, to see a, a piece of equipment do that for the body um, in such a short time frame. I, I, I tell people all the time it's negative 150, 175 degrees Fahrenheit, and they immediately freak out, right? It's like, yeah. what do you mean? Are these, you know, like uh, cryogenic chambers? Am I going to wake up like Walt Disney? And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it's interesting. It's only a three-minute session, so it's really fast. Um, a big, big portion of our business model, and the reason why guests love our services, and the reason why entrepreneurs are getting into this field there's not a modality on the planet that can provide the array of benefits that cryo can in three minutes. Hmm. Uh, that's like walking through the drive through at Starbucks, right? Um, so for me, it's, it's amazing to see so many people gravitate towards a wellness service uh, because we need these things now more than ever. Do you, I mean, this is something really special in that, you know, I, I could see like at a random coffee shop, you talking about what you do and someone being kind of wary or like, wait, you do, you do what now? But, but this isn't like some like voodoo magic. I mean, we're talking 225 locations, an international franchise. You know, you you're opening up stores in Canada. Uh, th- there's some real magic here. I mean, it, it, does it ever like blow your mind to think about how this technology has just completely transformed what you do for a living? It does. It does. I'm, my background is physical therapy. Uh, that's actually how I found cryotherapy. I was pursuing my doctorate at the time and. I was working on a patient. He just kind of blurted it out that he had tried it. And this is back in 2012, so almost 10 years ago. Golly, the time is flying. Um, and it is. It does blow my mind every day. It blows my mind, number one, to see the benefits that people are getting. Uh, once again, not just from a physical perspective, but from a mental perspective. Um, stress, anxiety, depression, sleep, a lot of benefits can come from doing cryo. So it, it's, it's mind-blowing to see the the benefits that are coming out of it but even secondarily to that or probably in the in the same fashion it's mind-blowing to see the business take off Mm. um i remember we have uh the president of our company was a former vp of pepsico he's been with pizza hut domino's i mean just franchises that are decades and decades old and he always uh rattles off uh, a quick fact to me it's mind-blowing to even think about this but when he was working for these pizza franchises back in the, the 50s and 60s and 70s, and you know, he was an older gentleman, um, he, he remembers a time where nobody knew what pizza was. <laughs> and I just can't even it blows my mind. Right? Like, I yeah, love yeah. That's a crime. And That's why said, people were so sad back then. I mean, <laughs> it's the only explanation. <laughs> he, said, he said, Kyle, there's, there's probably, you know, 5% of the world really knows what cryo is, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody really, we're hearing about it. You hear athletes do it and it's kind of, People are figuring out, is this a fad? Is this a real deal? And uh, he gets, he said, Kyle, I remember back in the day when I was working for these pizza companies as a, del- a delivery boy, people people didn't know what pizza was. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so so it, it's just astonishing to see how quickly we're growing as a company, as a brand. And when half the world or all the world knows what crowd therapy is, imagine what we'll be doing at that point in time. Well, and, and like I said, it's, it's one of the reasons why I was so excited, exciting to get you on the podcast was it's just it's in a world where so much innovation is happening, this is different and it feels like there's real momentum to it. Um, and it, I mean, managing 225 different locations, you know, I know you have a franchise model. What's it like managing all those stores, managing your people, heck, even managing a team? I can't imagine your team must just be growing at an incredible rate. Yeah. What's that like? 
Yeah, so we are literally, I remember when our corporate office was my dining room table. <laughs> it was it was me. Uh, after about a year and a half, I brought my father into it. We co-founded the franchise together. So I, I originally founded the brand solo. I brought my dad in as a partner. We work great together. It's actually, the whole family's in the office. My sister, my sister works in IT. My mom works in HR. Um, so it's just a, it's a legitimate, privately held uh, family business. And we try to keep that culture the way it is. And you ask, how do we manage from a corporate perspective? And you know, how, how do we how do we imagine the scale? Of not just two hundred twenty five, but a thousand plus locations. Right. Our business model has us doing over a thousand centers uh, here in the United States alone. So how do you manage that process? And for me, people buy into iCryo not because of really the services we provide, even though that's the initial intent. But when they meet us, it's about the culture that we have. It's about the family environment. Um, We have kind of like a Google mentality to where the corporate office is very laid back. Um, We do a lot of um, team bonding events together. Um, We'll go to watch a movie or grab dinner or do some top golf or some bowling, whatever it may be. It's a, for me, that's how I was raised as a child. And, and in that family environment, just provides something way different than, than a business model, right? So um, I've become very close friends with some of our franchisees, our medical board. Um, just everybody's very tight-knit. So I think the way to, to keep the, the success of the brand is to keep it tight-knit. Whether we get to 100 locations, 500 locations, or 5,000 locations internationally, whatever that number looks like, it's to make sure the core values of the brand always are instilled. Yeah, and I think that's really powerful. I mean, I was looking at your website and reading your um, your culture statement, so to speak, and it does feel like it's hard for businesses to really keep their fingers on their identity and who they are when they first started. So, props to you in making that a priority, especially as you guys are growing. Um, I am curious in terms of just like, so if people listen to the podcasts who are just now starting their business, they're just, they've just founded their business, or maybe they're, they're in their nine to five job and they're sort of dreaming about that business they want to begin. What was like the startup costs like for this? I mean, I'm like, I'm thinking like futuristic, like a big Uh cryopod. I mean, I don't even know. (laughs) I didn't know what this thing looked like when you started it. Talk to me a little bit about just like the origin story and just managing costs. And I know you mentioned the dining room table. Um, yep. but what, what was all that like? Yeah. So it, and that's one thing I think uh, most entrepreneurs from the start, they try to go for the fences and everybody has to understand. It was tough for me to understand because I'm a, I'm a bit of a, no, I am. I, I'm, I, uh, I'm competitive. <laughs> so I always, I want the best all the time, right? I want the best for my team all the time. I always want to win. Uh, but with that, you have to understand there's growing pains, right? There's there's a growth perspective in place to where you can't start out having a five-star location. You can't start out having the five-star all-star team of a, of a corporate staff, right? You can't afford that from the beginning. Um, by no means do I do I come from money, right? I'm not a millionaire or a billionaire, and we didn't have millionaire or billionaire investors to start the company. We didn't have private equity or venture capitalists, and this was all organic growth from location number one. And it, I go back and I look at the first location that's still open today here in Houston. It was the number one. It, it was number one store. Um, and it was a cookie cutter build out. I mean, my dad did the construction. He's been a general contractor for about 32 years. So we got uh, we got the construction done very, very cheap and very, very fast. Uh, but I look at the center now and I look at the center when we built it and it's completely different. We renovated it probably three or four times. 
as we were able to make more profits and generate more, more revenue, we made cosmetic changes, right? We, we altered some things to make it look more like a brand. Um, and now we're building centers that are five-star locations. I do have an all-star team of corporate staff, but it's taken me six years to get there, right? Mm-hmm. So I think what people really need to understand is from the beginning, you're on a shoestring budget, right? And, and don't think that that won't lead you to success. Don't think that because you're not starting out with the, the magical vision that was in your head of a business plan. Don't think you can't get there. Um, it's just going to take a lot of hard work, a lot of restless nights, a lot of stressful nights um, to get you there. But I can tell you right now, number one, it's possible. For me, the two contributing factors that I always correlate our success to is uh, timing and people. You always want things to be done yesterday, right? But for me, it's 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 everything in time, right? Uh, you will be gifted things at the right time. And, and there are some times that in the company, I wish I would have had things a year sooner. And then a year later, I look at it and say, you know what? We weren't even ready for that a year ago, right? And so I think timing is yeah. crucial. It's, it's accepting what the universe gives you at that given time and running with it. And the second thing is people. Um, the people that we've hired, it is mind blowing and they've come at the right time. So it's just mind blowing to, to see with, with patience, with perseverance, um, just making sure that you're always trusting your gut. I think that's been the difficult part. Uh, that's where we've got to where we are today. So any entrepreneur that's thinking, how do I make this happen? You don't have to go crazy from day one, start out small, take the steps necessary to get to where you want to go. Yeah, it's great advice. And I, I like your comment on timing. I think about people who are like, you know, man, I'm ready for um, thinking about a service business, for example, you know, I'm ready to get like those 50 clients a week or something. And it's like, well, could you even, could you even handle them? Could you even right? deal with them? And it's like, oh, wow, I wasn't even ready for that. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where in Houston is store one, by the way? So we're actually League City, Texas, which is Southeast oh. Houston. It's yep. in between uh, downtown and Galveston. i that's where I'm from. I was born and raised in League City, went to elementary school, middle school, high school there. Uh, so I saw the city grow as a kid. I remember yeah. being able to go from one end of League City to the other in about 10 minutes. Um, now you can't even get 10 feet in 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's the Houston life, too. I mean, it takes an hour to get from one side to the other. Yeah. But so, but so, you know, you you start store number one in League City. You probably, I'm assuming, had no idea where this was going to go, other than just being really excited about it. How, how did you? I mean, it's been six years. How did you stay patient? How did you stay hungry and and ultimately committed to? Man, we're going to do this. We're going to make this happen because because you probably know as as well as anybody else. I mean, you said it yourself. This doesn't happen overnight, right? And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, the message they see on social media is that. It is overnight. That it is. It does happen over thirty days, for example. So, how, how did you stay patient and committed to it? For me, and this is weird. Uh, my my the thing that makes me tick is different from what makes everybody else tick, right? So, I always tell people: find out what makes you tick. Find out when you wake up in the morning what drives you. What is something that you can't control? That's just an internal response that motivates you. That just gets you going. And for me, I figured that out pretty pretty early on in life. My early 20s um, was being mentored by a man, and, and he spoke that to me. He said, Kyle, figure out what makes you tick in the morning, man. And on a, on a personal level, um, it's wellness, health and wellness. I've lived it my entire life. So personally, health and wellness is what gets me going. Um, everything around health and wellness just makes me thrive out of my body. Mm-hmm. From a business perspective, 
Um, it's when, when people doubt me, when people doubt my team, uh, actually that's probably the better answer when people doubt my team. And so I've had, you know, we've pitched this business opportunity to employees that I wanted to hire from an executive level that have turned down offers early on. Right. Um, I've pitched this to investors. I've pitched this to, to people that I wanted to be involved. I, I knew they can make an impact, whether it was financially, operationally, whatever it was. And they told me no. Um, they told me either no, they weren't interested. Um, no, this isn't going to work. Uh, no, this is going to fail. For me, that makes me, that drives me, that motivates me every single day because I'm out to, at this point, prove a point to everybody that's told me no in this time of fashion that it is working and it is thriving and it mm. is a successful business model. And I do have one of the best teams on the world and we won't fail. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and I would assume that a lot of the, People who are um, the naysayers, I would assume, probably don't fully even understand the technology. I mean, and do you ever have that issue with customers, by the way, where like a customer, you know, so, someone thinks it's going to de-age them or like, you know, I heard that I heard the cryopod cures COVID or, you know, I mean, like, <laughs> what, what's it like educating customers and just, you know, giving them a positive experience? Because um, it's got to be frustrating when someone has a, I'm sure it's rare when someone has a bad experience, but I'm just thinking about those customers who didn't have the experience they wanted, not because of you guys, but because they didn't fully understand what was happening, I guess. Happens all the time, man. Uh, customers left and right, because cryo right now is all about education, education, education. Um, and I was, I've been, uh, I've been um, blessed enough to talk with some of the high executives and CEOs from other franchise companies, Orange Theory Fitness with David Long. Massage uh, Heights, uh, Massage Envy, some of these franchises that are just massive. And I remember speaking to uh, the CEO of Massage Heights, who I think they're probably at about 300 locations right now uh, nationally. And they were one of the uh, few originators of putting massage into a franchise model, right? A wellness uh, service that people 10, 20 years ago didn't really see the benefit of, right? It was just kind of like a luxury deal. Um, and they, they put a retail model around it. And I remember speaking to them and they said, Hey, Kyle, you know, the first five to 10 years minimum, 90% of your marketing or more, even maybe close to hundred percent is going to be educational marketing. Mm. You're going to have to educate the consumer of what cryo is, what it does. It's not a fad. It's scientifically proven. It provides these benefits and you need to be doing it from a lifestyle perspective, not a, if something happens perspective, right? Um, so something that should be weekly or if not even daily. Um, so for me, he was exactly right. We've we've done nothing but educational marketing, uh, either 90% or greater from a marketing standpoint, educating people on what cryo does, why it is the way it is, what the science is behind it, and that it is validated in its research. So um, for me, the education side is, is somewhat, not somewhat, it is very repetitive, <laughs> um, but you, you asked about the customers. Um, that's exactly what it is. It's educating the customer, getting them to try it for themselves, which is why we offer a first time discount. Um, and then from a pricing perspective, I think the only way to get people to do it reoccurring um, at least several times a month within the first month is to make it affordable. Um, we did something early on when I got into this business, I saw cryo being priced at, on average, 80 bucks a session. Um, you can't do cryo three, four times a week at 80 bucks a session, right? The average person can't do that. Right. So for me, I kind of flipped the script. When I started iCryo back in 2015, I started out with $20 cryo sessions. 
Um, we had memberships that were like 150 bucks for unlimited use. Um, I, I literally just flipped the entire industry on its on its forehead, and uh, people were calling me from across the nation. How are you doing this? How are you offering twenty dollars crowd sessions? And my response was, well, number one, the research shows you have to do it repeatedly over an extended period of time to see the results. Mm-hmm. So if your guest is coming in once a month and my guest is coming in three times a week, my guest is getting more benefit, right? Mm-hmm. And now I have 10 times more people on the street, word of mouth advertising, talking about my services. Um, so for me, that's how we've been able to educate more is to, to kind of make the price point more affordable for the average person. It's exciting stuff. And it's, it's brilliant from like a long-term strategy perspective, especially, you know, people who think that, you know, the answer is that high ticket cost. Um, you know, we're running out of time. Tell me, you know, the, the stores, the, the, excuse me, the businesses, like I mentioned, it's growing. It's, it's, I mean, who knows how many locations you guys are going to have this time next year. Wh- what's next for you? I mean, like, what are you, what's, what are you working on with iCryo? I mean, is it, is the answer going to be to continue to open locations? Are you rolling out new services, I guess, so to speak? Um, I mean, what's, what's going on with the business? Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. We have a lot of exciting things going on right now. We're talking to just under a half dozen other uh, countries. So we'll definitely be more international, hopefully, the next time, uh, this, this time next year. Uh, from that standpoint, we've got a lot of things in the service side of things. We're going to do some DNA type stuff, genetics, um, some testing modalities to, to make our services a little bit more data driven and less sales driven. So being more tactical in our approach to, to make sure the guest is getting exactly what they need and not wasting their money. Um, so data driven for sure. DNA genetics, we'll come out with some products some pain patches, some creams, some lotions, uh, some drinks, stuff that's just on the health perspective. For me, I cryo was just the start of it, right? Cryotherapy was just like the entry of, of what we know as our business model today. Um, we're doing a lot of things from a customized standpoint to make our products and service services tailored to each person, right? Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see the business model uh, exceed the name, really. Um, iCryo was just the, the origination. I mean, it's much more than just cryotherapy that we're doing. It's total wellness. So hmm. I've, I've said this a few times, and the first time I said it was just out of just speaking with you, like with somebody or with somebody like you, and it just came out. And for me, iCryo is going to be the beacon for wellness for the world. Um, we're going to provide an array of wellness services and offerings and products that's going to be full spectrum. It's pretty exciting stuff. And for people who are listening, who maybe they want to beg you to bring a location to their wherever they live, what's the best way for people to reach out or just to follow the business? Yeah. So uh, honestly, we have a ton of people that drive to our social media handles. We have Instagram, we do Facebook. Uh, it's simple. It's iCryo, right? At iCryo. Uh, not difficult to find us. iCryo.com is our main website. You can go and check out the franchise opportunity for you entrepreneurs out there. You can check out the services that we offer. Um, we are very, very active in the community as far as a PR perspective or, you know, podcasts and newspapers and interviews and social media. I love interacting with people. I love talking about the opportunity. I love talking about the services, whether it's somebody interested in the business or somebody interested in services. Uh, I can go blue in the face talking all day. man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyle, it's been great having you on the podcast today. I appreciate you making the time. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Hey, for our listeners, I'm going to put the link to iCryo.com down in the episode description below. Make sure you follow this, check this thing out. It's pretty cool what Kyle and his team is doing. 
And uh, by the time this episode's live, I mean, who knows how many locations they may have. So like I said, continue to follow their social media for all exciting information about the brand. Also, hey, if you're enjoying the episode, what the heck are you waiting on? Click that subscribe button so you keep getting good advice wherever you are. And don't forget, if you love the podcast, you want to support the podcast, you can jump on our Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash good advice. That's patreon.com slash good advice. And you can even get your business advertised in the introduction of the podcast. Check that out. And of course, we appreciate your support. We'll catch you later. See ya.